This week on Dueling Review, we are taking a look at Godzilla versus the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers number two. Thank you for downloading and listening to us. And thank you, everyone, who's hanging out with us live in our Discord chat room. So happy to have you here with us this week. This is issue two, Matthew, of a five-issue miniseries from IDW Publishing and Boom Studios. Uh, what'd you think? Because I definitely have thoughts on this book. I do, too. Um, this is... Um, well, Boom has a very successful Power Rangers franchise that they've had since, like, 2016. This is not that. Um, this I mean, is like it could be. Different... It's a, it could be a different universe completely. I mean, it does have, uh, uh, it does have the it TV show. It does have the American TV show uh, Rangers in it with Kimberly yeah. and, and the guy that, that walked yep. off and the other guy and that one fellow and the, and the other, the other guy that walked off. Yeah. Um, basically four of the five Rangers, uh, four of the six Rangers here did in fact walk off the show. Um, but yeah, I did not really enjoy this story the what? way I kind of expected to. What did you expect? Um, let, me, let me tell you, tell us what you expected and what you wanted. And then we'll figure out what? if, if where this series may have gone wrong or where it may have gone exactly right. I don't necessarily feel like it went wrong. Um, I feel like you definitely get what it promises on the cover. I was just kind of, uh, but Boom's Power Rangers, you know, ongoing series, the universes, whatever you want to call it. The whole breakdown of that has been really, really good. And I feel like it's really good because it has added depth to things that really needed some depth added, but it doesn't necessarily, you know, put in a whole bunch of weird bits and pieces that it doesn't need. It's ad it's answered questions that kind of needed answering in the Power Rangers franchise because of the nature of, hey, we're reusing uh, all of this footage and sometimes things are going to happen that don't make any sense. And I feel like this book is a lot more of a standalone. We're going to get out there. They're going to meet. They're going to fight. You know, it reminds me of mm -hmm. an no, aliens is, versus predator. Uh, no. Well, no, I can't disagree with you. But what this reminds me of mm -hmm. is the five episodes of the Power Rangers that I watched in 1989 or 90 or whatever year that that debuted here in America. 93, 94. Because uh, here we have uh, the Rangers, uh, the Green Ranger, Tommy. Uh, mm -hmm. is uh, sucked away to another dimension with Rita Repulsa and all of uh, Goldar and Scorpina. Scorpina. Yeah, all these yeah. people. And uh, she does this because she thinks that in another universe she can rule everything. And sure enough, there's giant monsters in this new universe. Uh, everything's the same. Uh, you know, but she discovers, oh, here's this giant lizard monster. And they're fighting it out. And she just stands there and is like, let them fight. Uh, and then, of course, she realizes that there's the, the, Z the Zalians. And uh, the Zalians are like, oh, no, we're just, um, you know, we're trying to kill Godzilla because we think he's bad. And then uh, and that's all. This is all stuff that happened in the first issue. And then Tommy's mm -hmm. like, I shall play my magic flute. And then uh, he brings out his his uh, his Zord and Godzilla and he fight. And then the Zord gets destroyed. And then before things get too bad in this issue, all the other Rangers show up because thankfully uh, Zordon has calculated what dimension in space they're at. And has transported them all there. And then they form a giant Megazord. And Godzilla and the Megazord fight while the putties and everyone is standing around in shock and horror. And the Zalians are like, let them fight. And it's a big fight issue until the end when Godzilla uh, stomps away. And the Zords are all back in their auto recovery mode in another pocket universe. The end. Ba -ba -ba -bom. And I got to say, 
everything that I read feels exactly like the logo we see on the cover. The Mighty Morphin Power Rangers from 1990-whatever-it-was in a comic book fighting Godzilla. And so, from that standpoint, I've got to say that Cullen Bunn and Freddie Williams II nailed the concept of this of this piece. I think they nailed it in the same way that, uh, what are the brothers' names that do the... Um, uh, the Star Trek crossover stuff. I forget what they, what they do. Um, they the do Tipton a fan. Brothers. Yeah. The Tipton brothers, they do a fantastic job of crossing over the Star Trek properties with other crazy stuff and making it feel like these two things belong. And I got to say, when you have uh Gigan and you have uh, a bunch of uh, Rita's uh, giant monsters show up, eyeball man. Um, it feels like I'm watching a, a TV show. I think it's successful from that. You know, I don't think I wanted something that says, uh, dear reader, before you go and read Godzilla versus the mighty Morphin power Rangers, make sure you go and read boom studio shattered grid series to fully understand what's going on in this. Are, are, are you, are you done putting words in my mouth? I didn't say that you said that. I'm saying that's what I don't want is something right. that says you need to go and read everything that boom studios is doing to enjoy this issue, because that's not what this issue is. And I think, it does exactly what it's supposed to do. Tap into that nostalgia I, of 90s Power Rangers fandom. It does the absolute bare minimum of that. I will agree with you. But here's the thing. You only know the Power Rangers in 30-year-old bold strokes. Whereas, as someone who is more familiar with the Power Rangers, it doesn't necessarily feel like the writers of this know any more than 30 year old broad strokes as well. And while that's fine. And again, you know, that's, that's kind of what you're signing up for when you're looking at, uh, you know, big major characters, you know, Toei's big franchise and Toho's biggest character, literally and figuratively kind of cracking skulls. We are going to have that, you know, Star Trek versus Green Lantern problem where you can't necessarily favor one half of the crossover over another. You can't necessarily make it a situation where Godzilla completely curb stomps uh Dragon Caesar. But and that's what know, happens. Godzilla blasts, blasts, Dragon blasts Caesar the heck gets out, in of, a shot. out of everybody. He gets in a shot. But yeah, I mean Godzilla is more powerful and they say, you know, in story he's more powerful than anything the Rangers have faced at this point. Mm -hmm. But I also feel like I don't know. I feel like this is to some degree when we saw like, do you remember when they did the Transformers crossover with the cartoon Ghostbusters? Yeah. Yeah. It feels kind of like that. I know, that's that's why I'm saying like, they, uh, they know what they're doing with these crossovers in that there's nothing, there is nothing that is going to change anything in right. any other title. IDW has a lot of Godzilla stuff. Boom studios has all the power Ranger stuff. Nothing in these books changes anything. This is here purely for the, the, the popcorn entertainment. This is just here to let them fight, to watch them beat the crap out of each other, uh, to, you know, bring up the conversation of uh, in the comic shop of who do you think would win in a fight? The uh, Godzilla or the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? And Cullen Bunn is like, let them fight and find out. And uh, I, I, yeah, I mean, I know you want something more from this. But this is just eye candy and a very bare minimum of story where you see 
two giant things beating up each other while Angel Grove falls apart. And uh, and then the citizens of Angel Grove are like, uh, you Power Rangers, don't you know Godzilla is the hero? And the, and the final panel is the Power Rangers all looking at the screen and going, are we the bad guys? I don't necessarily think it's bad to want more than just that. And I also feel like when it comes to these crossovers, you know, we've done a lot of these. We've talked about a lot of these. And when they're successful, it gives us a little something. You know, it's like, hey, here's these, here's this big crossover madness and seven different crews of the Enterprise. But also it's got these little moments of here's 15 bits of of built-in uh, lore for things to the people who know them. And I don't necessarily feel as a hardcore fan of the Rangers and uh, I'm probably more of a, a you know, dilettante of the Godzilla. I don't necessarily feel like this story so far has done much more than, oh my gosh, this sure is awesome. And oh my gosh, this sure is awesome is, you know, it is, it is a story motivation. It is a base point where you're like, Hey, that's something to get out of a story. That's something to walk away with. But I don't know. I feel a little bit adrift in this story. I feel like, first of all, I'm a huge fan of the Power Rangers. Um, and Godzilla would just flatten the the Megazord. <laughs> I kind of feel like that, that kind of plays in here. It feels like it's almost an unfair advantage uh, put into play where, okay, the Rangers are, they got to be in this. They got to fight this. So what we're going to do is we're going to give Batman an exoskeleton and let him fight Darkseid hand to hand. And I suppose, you know, but at the end of issue one, I'm like, huh, that's what that was. I see what that was. Um, and I don't know that I need to come back to, cause I honestly, I feel like I know how it ends, but yeah, I know. I can tell you exactly how it is too. Yeah, they're all going to go back home. Everybody's going to say, well, no, I mean, it's, it's beyond that. I mean, again, the broad strokes, there's nothing wrong with broad strokes because that tells you which direction this this comic is going to go. Uh, they show up, they fight Godzilla, they lose. Uh, suddenly Godzilla goes away and they're left standing with like four other monsters ready to kick their butts and they're going to have to fight those until Godzilla comes back and the Power Rangers and Godzilla team up to fight the Zillions and uh, Rita Repulsa. Uh, and send mm-hmm. them packing, at which point the Rangers, uh, you know, again, every kid's TV show has to have a message in it. This one will be, you know, uh, maybe we shouldn't just go in with, uh, you know, fists flying every time we confront a giant monster, because maybe uh, we will run into another Godzilla in in our universe that is only there to help. And uh, we shouldn't uh, uh, we shouldn't pass judgment just based on on uh, first appearances. And so we'll get a very important message about uh, casual racism and uh, and everything in the in that series before everyone goes home and Godzilla roars up into the distance. That's how the series is going to end because that's how it has to end. That's I mean that's that's the that is what is expected for anybody that has watched those early Power Rangers TV shows. They come, they fight, they learn a lesson, and they go on to their next adventure. So I I mean I, I, I don't feel like that's a justification though for an issue that doesn't feel like it 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 doesn't necessarily feel like appointment tv reading it doesn't feel like it's something that oh no this, I, I don't feel I don't, like i'm getting anything from this necessarily i don't think that this and is even appointment if television i don't i don't think that i don't think that there's anything in here that says you must rush right out and buying frenzy when issue three comes out to find out what happens next honestly right, but that's kind I of think what, this that's is kind of what we want that's what i want uh, out of a book i want something unique 
Because even if you're, you know, even if you have that elevator pitch, even if it's Indiana Jones meets Die Hard on the back of a burning school bus, you then have to do something with it. You can't just put this premise in front of me and say, here's the premise. Isn't that awesome? I, I, I feel like, you know, when, when you say this is just like all the Power Rangers I saw, and you admit that you saw five episodes of Power Rangers 30 it's probably, minutes it's ago. Probably, it's probably that, more than that. I, that's, I am a but that's a Rangers flaw to me. That is a flaw to me in that this is exactly what you expect from a Power Rangers story or from a Godzilla story or from a comic so book story. Keep in mind, too, Matthew, that um, you are somebody that has followed the Power Rangers first you, since you first experienced them and you have known everything. There's a lot of people who, once they got old enough, were like, OK, I'm done with the Power Rangers. I'm putting them away. This is to attract those people. This is not something that is there to attract hardcore Power Rangers fans, nor is it there to attract hardcore Godzilla fans. This is one of those years ago. This is one of those. Remember when kind of things when you enjoyed this stuff and somebody's going to pick this up and and read it. Now, do I think again, I do not think that this is appointment television. I do not think that this is something that you go out in a buying frenzy. What this is, because I don't think they can just go direct to OGN for this. This Mm -hmm. is a wait for the trade series where you are browsing through the store at your local whatever bookstore and you see this and you're like, oh, man, I remember the Power Rangers and Godzilla. I remember Godzilla, too. I'm going to buy this. That's what this is. But Boom and IDW have done this before. A couple of years ago, they did Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with a very similar premise where universal crossover, blah, blah, blah. The characters get involved. We think they're monsters. We think they're villains, whatever it is. But that issue then did stuff. It did It did weird things. It stole the Green Ranger powers and gave them to the Shredder. It had moments where Rita was like, oh, I'm going to do something sneaky, sneaky. I'm going to team up with Krang. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be something that's aimed at me as that hardcore fan. But I... I I feel like I want something more than just, and now they fight. Well, you know what I mean? Again, I, we're only, it, we're only in a second issue of a five issue run. So we still have uh, the final issue where they come back and, 40, and defeat everything. 40% of the story is in the bag at this point. We have already, you know, we're at that second commercial break. We're 20 minutes in, uh, Barry and Iris are fighting and the evil villain is going to eat central city. So this is really kind of the point where you want to you want to get my attention because that 20 break is longer than the 10 or the 35. Then, you know, you're going to have that that four minute commercial break for the local spots. And I feel like I don't know, I, I feel like walking out of this issue, I wasn't dissatisfied, but I also wasn't terrifically interested. I don't I don't necessarily feel like it brought to the table something that I'm like, huh, yeah, I would like to see another three issues of this. And that, you know, that may be that I'm just not the audience, which is fine. That does happen. But it's also something where in this case, I feel like I, I, I maybe, I don't want to say, I don't want to seem like the entitled fan who's like, maybe I should be the audience. Maybe they should be, they should be trying to make me happy. I don't necessarily mean that, but as someone you know, I read Godzilla comics from Marvel in 1977, and I knew they were crap, but I liked them. I, as someone who's familiar enough with these properties, both the American and the Japanese version, I just feel like there's there's maybe 
There could have been more than just now we let them fight. And it, it may be coming. I will grant you that. In fact, I will, I will say that you are probably absolutely right that there may be more coming. And we'll find out what the Zalians are up to or what sort of things are kind of sailing around on the back burners of these story plots. Because there are people who keep appearing who don't even have names yet or at least uh, haven't been given a name on panel. And I, I probably should recognize them from, you know, Godzilla versus Blastosaurus back in 1965. But I don't know. It's a thing. I was, I was not thrilled. I was, I thrilled. No, I mean, did I, did I come away with this going, Oh man, this is the greatest comic book. ever? No, it's, it's definitely not the greatest comic book ever. Uh, but I think for the assignment, I think both the writer and the artist did exactly what the assignment asked them to do. And that is a formula that has worked for, uh, for IDW for years now, decades. Now, this is a formula that works for them. So follow the formula, get paid, make lots of money, uh, for the, for the publisher, maybe not a lot of money, but make money for the publisher. And we'll go and do this again real soon. I don't, I think for what it is, there is nothing wrong with it. I again, will say, this is not a rush right out and a buying frenzy comic book. This is something that if you are interested in this series, which there's nothing wrong with this story. Okay. There's nothing wrong with what's going on here. There's nothing wrong with the art in the two issues that have been released so far. I think you probably will enjoy it more when it comes out in a trade format. That's, that's my two cents on that. And so, um, uh, that's, that's where I'm going to stand. So, you know, the middle of the road comic for me, I'm not a really big fan of either one of these properties. Um, you know, I'm familiar enough with them, uh, but, um, you know, it's not, it's not something that if I'm walking down the store shelf, uh, the store aisle, and I see this on the stand that I'm just going to be like, Ooh, the only way that Don't I would walk be like, down the shelves, that's just, I mean, I can, uh, but I mean, I, I would go down and all the comics. That's, that's what you get for, uh, not getting there on new comic book day and buying your comics before I walk into the store. So there you go. Uh, but I, I think if wow. I was a bigger fan, <laughs> I mean, I'm just telling people, if you don't want my footprints on your comic books, get there first thing, new comic book day. Okay. What you have to understand, Stephen says, is that I'm strangling you for economic reasons. <laughs> yes, that's what it is. Um, well, yeah. So for what this is, if I were a harder core fight fan, I'd probably pick this up and want to read it. I think that mm -hmm. this will have a longer life in trade form. So there you go. That's that's my thought. Three ninety nine, a little bit expensive. I bet when this comes out in trade, it'll be nineteen ninety nine. It uh, so you're going to actually get it cheaper in trade. So mm -hmm. stick around for that. And I will say the one thing that I found most interesting about this book is who got top billing. Godzilla. Well, it's a yeah. IDW, it's an IDW property, so they're going to go tops with that. Yeah, but I wonder if maybe Toho wasn't like you know if you're going to do this, we want top billing. Like when you go and you look at the poster for the Towering Inferno and they're practically rotating well, all the names to make sure that everybody but, gets their property. But the other thing you have to think about is look at the layout. If you had the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers logo with the big lightning bolt and then underneath that you had Godzilla, it would look really strange. Godzilla oh, as a one giant word on top with the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers underneath looks looks correct. Um, but I would I would bet because it's IDW that they're going to go, we're going to go with Godzilla because that's who we're pushing right now. This unfortunately Fortunately, I think this would be interesting to see back in the day when they would do a true crossover between the publishers. It's been a while mm -hmm. since I've seen people do this, but like IDW publishing would do um, issue one of Batman meets the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 
And then uh, DC Comics would do issue two of Batman meets the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and each one. And that's how they would share the revenue between one another. Each one would have that separate thing. This is not the case here, um, meaning that we're not going to go next month and Boom Studios is is doing issue three. This is totally right. an IDW joint with Boom Studios saying, yeah, you can use these guys. Pay us a fee uh, or pay uh, um, Hasbro a fee. fee. Yeah, well, it's yeah. Hasbro. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, there you go. Uh, final thoughts from you, Matthew. Um, I feel like if you go in here, you will not necessarily be disappointed, but I also don't think you're, you're going to be super happy, wacky, grown up fun time. So, you know, go in knowing that what you see is what you get. And I think you'll be perfectly satisfied. I mean, it's a, it's an okay book. I'm not totally thrilled with the art but there's also nothing wrong with it it's just not necessarily to my taste so yeah i would say it's a it's a b plus i would say maybe carefully drive down in a buying frenzy you don't you don't need to rush get there before i do and walk down those shelves (sighs) in fact there's comic books all over that comic book store that you you need to go and check out from my comic we need you to head over to our patreon page patreon.com slash major spoilers vote on the comics uh, that we might review next week on the show. And until then, go read some stuff. There's really, really good comics out there for you to find. And don't forget, I will form the head. This podcast is copyright 2022 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC. Has the winter season taken a toll on your tile, upholstery, carpet? Call Cyclone Cleaners, 570-726-6200. For all your carpet, upholstery, and ceramic tile cleaning needs, it's Cyclone Cleaners. Also offering odor treatment and soil and stain guard. Choose the only cleaning company that supplies the water to clean your home and disposes of it when they are finished. Call Cyclone Cleaners to schedule your cleaning today, 570-726-6200.